Is today the day, the day that you choose you? Are you ready and willing to play outside the confines that keep you stuck? This is your invitation to receive new perspectives, to open up to a new energy of limitless choices with your health, body, spaces, relationships, money, business, and beyond. Are you ready to leap fences and embrace your boundless life? Listen now to Infinite Energy's radio show with Lisa Bennett. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Infinite Energies radio show with myself, Lisa Bennett, the Space Whisperer. And I am excited. It's a Friday, and I love Fridays, always have. And so for those of you that are joining us live, welcome for wherever you are in the world. I'm really excited to um, share with you our show today. And also for any of you that are listening afterwards uh, to this show then awesome you're going to be getting some little gems today on some wonderful um uh, yeah it's it's pretty it's pretty awesome so so today i am wanting to introduce the speaker guy and this is Corey poirier and Corey, he is a multi uh, tedx speaker he's a comedian and a person who has um uh, started uh, not only reading his first book, Age of 27, uh, he also came on stage and started to share his comedic stories to audiences throughout North America. His platform is the stage, which is his second home. And he had not only started his own speaking program, he has also started two radio shows, Conversations with Passion Radio Show and also Mo Mondays. And uh, he's a columnist with and an entrepreneur, and he has been featured in CBS, CTV, NBC, ABC, and is one of few leaders featured twice on the popular Entrepreneur on Fire show. He's also interviewed over 5,000 of the world's top leaders. And... Uh, Wow, Corey, <laughs> what haven't you done? <laughs> uh, taking a break in 20 years. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, yeah, uh, yeah. That that's a joke because people always ask me when to sleep, and I honestly, which surprises people, get to sleep fairly decent hours, and I actually get up and and actually have a fairly rested sleep. So I do get lots of sleep, but I also find a way to get a lot done in a short amount of time. Good for you. Well, and you know, when you're in your passion, when you're actually loving what you do, that truly is the time for us to be so creative and just follow, just knowing what your your message is for the world, just following that. So can you just share with the listeners a little bit about your journey? Because most people that are tuning in today, not many of them have ever... Uh, done TEDx talk and it might be on their bucket list it might be something that they look out to the future wouldn't that be cool wouldn't that be fun oh but I'm not really sure if what I have to say is really relevant or important in the world yeah so well from my end of things I uh, I guess a little bit about my journey is and this is really a strange opening but I actually get started in speaking by being tricked onto a stand-up comedy stage and so I was actually 
while I was terrified of being on a stage, terrified of the idea, and somebody actually convinced me to go to a comedy workshop, and then I ended up going to the comedy club, got on a stage, told a bunch of jokes that bombed horribly, uh, so they didn't go over well, and uh, and then we got the mic turned on because I forgot to turn it on, and uh, and they bombed again, the same jokes, but in the, in the mix of all that, I know, but I kept going back. That's that's the real takeaway is that I went back the next week and bombed, the next week and bombed, and the next week and next week and next week. But I slightly and started to slightly get better. And then what happened was uh, along that journey, I discovered this thing called professional and public speaking. And I said, wait, I want some of that. You know, can I actually get paid to do what I've been doing for free in the comedy clubs? And so that's how I got into speaking. And, you know, I, I don't want to say the rest is history, but most of my journey kind of followed from there. I mean, that's how I got into the TEDx world because I was already speaking and I, and I had an understanding of being on the stage and I was able to figure out that, that system, you know, a, a way to, to apply for those talks. But a lot of it came back to my speaking background. It resulted in the books that I put out. In, so most of it all really, I can Lisa dial it all back to the, those first days in the speaking trenches. Wow. Wow, that's that's really cool. So really, uh, you know, it, it, it fell into Corey's lap. He started uh as going to this comedy club and, and practicing his his comedy and without actually speaking, he was talking to a dead mic. He hadn't turned it on yet. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. So eventually, you know, it's it's I I've heard that story a few times, and every time I hear it, I it just I I had an issue with my Facebook Live this morning, and and it's funny, uh, you know, some people might just say, oh well, it didn't work, and and never come back, and I know that you had mentioned, uh, in in your story when I first heard it was, you guys were all wondering, cool, so who's going to be on stage? who's going to be listening to us today and what was it 10 minutes before you were given you guys are going to be the entertainment <laughs> yeah so when we went there we were told we were going to get to watch people entertain us and chat about it and it would be almost like um i'll call it a comedy clinic where we watched other people and learned from them and studied them and then we it was revealed to us five minutes i believe it was around five minutes of show time that we were in fact the entertainers that he had planned for the night. So he got us to fill the room. And then on top of that, which is kind of ironic, he got us to fill the room with people to watch the show and then made us the comics. So we did the work of filling the room and then we had to entertain them. And we didn't know we were going to be entertaining them. Well, how hilarious. And then you said that you, you tried to get out and escape through in, through the bathroom. There was no window to get out of. <laughs> yeah, I tried to escape through, through what I'll call the exit window. And there was uh, there was no exit window in the particular bathroom, so there was no escape for me. Oh, I think I think that's that's awesome. And so truly, I know that some of the people left, and you just you embraced that, and and really just said, okay, to hell with this. I'm going to get up on stage. I'm going to do this. And and you've you've honed your craft, and it's been 20 years. Yeah, it's been that it's been a journey, that's for sure. And you know, I'd be remiss not to add that. Uh, honestly, a lot of as well what allowed me to prepare, and I'll say allowed me to prepare for the life I have today, and also prepared me for it, was I spent a number of years in sales, and I learned so much uh, about well speaking, about not not about being on a stage, 
but about communication in general and so much about working with people and customer service and all those kind of other important things from my days in sales as well. So I'd be remiss not to say that that played a big part too. Those early days in sales was a really big part of my journey. Right. Wow, amazing. You know, it's it's interesting. There, Each of us has a journey and we all had whatever the difficulty or challenges that have been presented to us in life. And the one thing that I have to say, Corey, when I was looking through and, and reading your book, um, I was reviewing it last night and there was some really, I, I would call it some takeaways. And Corey has a book called The Book of Why and How. It's Discover the Timeless Secrets to Meaning, Success, and Abundance. And there were some really lovely um what I would call takeaways in the book that really, really resonated with me. And if you're, I, I'd love to share this. Um, so one of the things that really jumped out at me last night was if you think you are too small to have an impact, try going to bed with a mosquito in the room. <laughs> and that was a, that was a quote by, by Anita Roddick who you've listed in your, in your book. And so I, I would say that, for many people out there that have either they've written a book and I have some dear friends that have written books and, and or have a radio show as a platform or a podcast, they have a voice, they have a message, there's there's an opening and it's with the way that this um, world is, is being inundated with messages all over social media, the beauty of going to something like a TEDx talk is actually having a stage where people are just like going to a movie theater. You get to sit and really engage with that person for up to 18 minutes. So in that, in that time frame, there's a lot that you can share. So what would you say for, for the people who are wondering how to even craft or, or look at creating a message to share, whether it's a TEDx stage or another um, stage. Yeah, so I would say, yeah, well, and I would say the, the rules, Lisa, are, and I, I mean, rules is a tough word, but I would say the, uh, the approach and format to world-class talk is, is the same, whether it's a branded talk like a TEDx talk or whether it's a, you know, a keynote that you're delivering for an audience. Really, the rules, in my opinion, they all apply. And so the biggest ones, I would say, is that you want to make sure that you capture the person that's in the audience. And by the way, this also applies for listeners who are running Facebook Live, who are uh, marketing themselves online with video. But the first thing is you need to pull a person in. And so whether that's uh, something you say that makes them realize that something they always believe to be true is not true. And so you get them going, wow, if I didn't know that, what else can they teach me? That's one way to pull them in. Another way is to ask questions. Just ask a simple question. How many people in the audience have ever had this happen to them? And that'll pull a person in. Uh, you can start with a very humorous story as long as you're sure it's going to work because that's the risky part of humor. Uh, you can uh, open up with something slightly maybe controversial or something that's very topical and get the people going, wow, you know, I never thought of it that way before. Uh, so the first thing I would say, if you want to hold somebody's attention, is you got to get their attention. So that's the first part. And then I would say, and this is something, you know, I'm big on, especially a short talk, 
but you want to confine what you're going to say as far as the takeaways, the main messages, to especially an 18-minute talk, you want to have less than three key takeaways, ideally one with only an eight-minute talk. And the other thing I would say is make sure to work in powerful stories. If you have three takeaways, maybe align them around three stories because at the end of the day, storytelling, in my opinion, will beat facts and figures every single hour of the day and every day of the week. So those would be some really key things. Uh, another big one I would say is make sure there's conflict in the story you share if you share a story. Uh, so you know as well from uh, visiting at one of my events that I'm big on making sure there's a hero and a villain in the story. And so yeah. when I say yeah. that, we have and make sure, don't think of it as a person. It doesn't have to be. But the hero could be hope. It could be uh, whatever, that you know, you want to give the person um, the message that this is the, the you know, this is the person or thing that I want to come out in the strong on the other end and then have a villain, whether it's a person or a thing or something that actually stands away. Because that's the way we're conditioned to learn from stories that way. So just make sure you have a hero and a villain, you incorporate stories, uh, your stories are universal, and that you find a way to pull people in from the first go. Fabulous. And, and you know, it's funny, um, Corey, because we've, I, I guess I've I've been with, um, your program for the last couple months and the people that I've met uh, and had the privilege of just being in their presence is that I'm actually um, aware of their story. <laughs> You'll remember the story and and with you, it's that I've heard you say this story a few, well, more than a few times uh, with regard to your very first time to stand up on stage and how nervous you were and you were you were excited to do it and yet you were nervous because you weren't in your mind prepared and how many of us go through that where we go into this moment of of actually saying oh my god I'm going to be getting up on stage or they've changed the rules (laughs) mid-sentence and saying oh you were going to be the second speaker but the first speaker is um, running late so you get to go first (laughs) So <laughs> how many how many yeah so how many times have you had that in, I mean I'm sure you it, it's ongoing out there in the world of uh speaking that you have to really adjust on the fly without being completely in control of what you believe is uh the way it's going to to transform if you have well, some stories my- to share <laughs> Well, and, and for my end, Lisa, what I'll say is that it is an ongoing thing. And I, I, I feel the only constant, you know, they say in the world has changed, and I think that's the same in speaking. So I, I will say that you, and I, I, I talk with this often, that you have to, you should prepare for anything that can go wrong so that you have a solution for it. But also understand that there's going to be things that are going to trick you, that are going to go wrong, that you don't anticipate, that you don't plan for. And so has that happened? Absolutely. Uh, one that pops into my mind, and, and this is, you know, there's been many, many situations where what was originally planned and intended didn't happen. But, well, the one that jumps out to my mind is uh, the time that I arrived to a venue only to find out that I was going to be speaking in the dark. And uh, basically the, the power went out in the entire downtown core of this area. And I got there and my the meeting planner who booked me was just obviously, a, 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 for lack of a better way of saying it, I'm just going to say she was frazzled. And, and and times that times 100. Uh, and she's like, you know what? You don't have to go on if you don't want. I understand it. I've never experienced this in 20-some years of booking speakers. And by the way, at that point, I might have been speaking 14 years. I hadn't experienced it. 
And I had a client come and watch me, and he had been booking, I think, for 25 years. So combined, we had about 65 years of experience, and none of us had ever seen it. So it was a very unique thing. Um, so, yeah, so that was a scenario where you come into it with a certain plan, and the plan didn't go to plan. And uh, so I got in the room, and where I was going to be speaking, the guy before me was holding a, can- or holding a paper to a candlelight just above it and doing his talk. That was his technology he could use because everything else was down. And, uh, yeah, so that, I mean, a situation you don't plan for, right? So I had to figure out what I was going to do and how this was still going to be a success. But that's the kind of stuff that can happen. Yeah, wow. And and so you carried on, even though I know in some of your talks you use a PowerPoint. um, You just went without it, obviously. (laughs) Yeah, well, I hear I I did and – I did and I didn't because there was a, a little a little trick I did. Uh, so what happened was I didn't have uh, technology, you know, obviously for I didn't have connectivity, Wi-Fi or anything like that. But I knew from when, where I parked the car that I just had to walk like 20 feet from the building and I had some I could get Wi-Fi there. So what I did was I actually took. A, I mean, I wasn't going to be speaking for a bit. I went out, uh, actually got some Wi-Fi and emailed myself a copy of the presentation. So I had it on USB as my backup from the laptop. So I had to use my backup to my backup plan, and I'd emailed it to myself. What I did was normally I'd have to keep track of time anyway, and so I just told the, the audience, hey, I'm looking at my phone to keep track of time, and what I was also doing was scrolling through just pictures because, as you know, my slides are just pictures remind me where I'm supposed to be. So rather than speak in the dark without a PowerPoint because my fear is I would have mm-hmm. over-talked and maybe went too far, this way I can keep track of time and also know what story I was going to be on. So it just kept me accountable. I could have done it without it. But I decided to use that, and people didn't notice. And at the end, uh, I got all positive reviews on my evaluation forms. And the clients, I invited two to see me talk, both ended up booking me, saying that they knew that I was going to be able to handle anything that came my way because they got to see in the worst of possible circumstances. So because I had a backup plan and my backup plan, and I wasn't tied to what was supposed <laughs> to happen, the world worked that way. Well, and and what a gift for that. I I know for myself there are times that I found myself frazzled and and it's like okay, relax. You know, the gift of being completely vulnerable and being willing to actually instead of ignoring if you have a challenge or something's going on technically, it's actually just to lean into it. And people really appreciate that. They they know that instead of going into saying, I can't do it, it's leaning in and saying, hey, guys, this is what's going on, so let's go have fun. Let's see what we can create today and uh, go through the presentation. And, and and that's another interesting way, which you may not have actually even thought about or or, or probably um, other people may not have thought about is, is when you're going through something challenging and people see that and you're leaning into uh, whatever the problem is, is the audience, it's another way to draw them in, right? <laughs> well, to that point, uh, what's interesting about that is the, the um, I had people on the evaluation forum say, it was the most uh, in tune to a talk I ever was in my life. And so then I jokingly said, maybe we should start, uh, we should start turning the lights out for every talk. Wow. Hey, that you might you might have something there. <laughs> TEDx in the dark. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'd be, I'd be yeah, yeah. We'll have to talk about that, Corey. 
Okay, uh, we are just coming up to our break, and for all our listeners, uh, when we return, we're going to give you a little bit of information about how you can find Corey uh, and uh, get some contact information out there. So you're talking with Lisa Bennett and Infinite Energies, and when we return, we'll talk more to Corey Pori, our guest today. Have you ever wanted to know how you can choose an amazing life and to be in the space of thrival instead of survival? Are you ready to move beyond the confines of your life? Have you always known that there was another way of living in this world beyond just existing? How about an open conversation that gives you immediate ways to remove the emotional and physical baggage you have carried around with you for years? Listen to Infinite Energy's radio show every Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, 9 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Ever wish there was an easier way to change any aspect of your life? What if there is? And what if it could be as simple as communicating with your physical environment? Global Space Whisperer Lisa Bennett works with clients all over the world to interpret and translate the language of their homes, offices, and physical surroundings in order to create clarity, freedom, joy, prosperity, and so much more. Learn more about the latest Creating Conscious Spaces workshop and other upcoming events. Visit www.infiniteenergies.ca. You can also email Lisa today to book a personal consultation or speaking engagement at lisa at infiniteenergies.ca. This is Infinite Energies Radio Show with empowering coach Lisa Bennett. To participate in the program, please call U.S. 815-880-8255, in Canada, 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspire Choices Network. You can send a question or comment to lisa at infiniteenergies.ca. Now back to the program. Hello, hello, everyone. So welcome, welcome. It is Lisa Bennett. Uh, and it's Friday. I love my Fridays. And uh, for all of you out there in the world, I wanted to let you know that my guest today is Corey Poirier, that speaker guy. And he is a multi uh, TEDx speaker and best selling author. He uh, is a keynote speaker and host of a radio show called Let's Do Influencing. Uh, and, oh, gosh, I'm looking on your back of your, your book here. I, um, I also – what other shows have you done, Corey? <laughs> uh, so you mean in terms of me hosting or me being on the show? Hosting? Uh, well, yeah. So you've, you've been – I'm just looking for the love of speaking shows. You've, um, you've been part of um, Let's Do Influencing, and I'm just – yeah – so awesome! You have been on quite a few different shows, haven't you? <laughs> well, those, and those three that you mentioned are actually shows that I hosted. Um, so I was I hosted Let's Do Influencing, or I host Let's Do Influencing rather, uh, for the love of speaking currently. And then I used to have conversations with passion. So I've had three shows over the years, uh, and it's not like wow. one of these starts stop a show. Uh, you know, one of them seven years running, another one's three years running. But yeah, so I've I've hosted the shows and then uh, visited many more. But yeah, it's uh, I love I love the medium for sure. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And so there was something that I remember as a, as a little girl growing up. I, I uh, loved acting and I was always in school plays. And then I pursued an acting career for a time in Toronto, Canada, where I grew up. And one of the things that I recognized, which sort of has come full circle for me, is my voice was something that I always was aware of using. And I remember, and I think I shared this with you when when I was up in the event in Edmonton, that uh, as a little girl, even in kindergarten class, I would get into trouble for speaking. And fast forward, here I am today with a radio show, and I'm also facilitating classes around the world, and now part of your speaking program. And so I, I, I'm sort of laughing. I had said this to you. I said, wow, to get paid to actually speak instead of getting into trouble for speaking. How cool is that? <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, yeah, that's, that's to me what it's all about. It's, it's been the biggest blessing in my life and I, I couldn't be more grateful for it because I mean how lucky am I to live my passion and like you say get paid to actually do it. it feels wrong some days. It it totally does, right? It's it shouldn't be this fun. <laughs> no, it, it now, totally shouldn't but I'm happy it is no it's yeah, exactly. So can you just share a little bit about some of the uh, participants in your speaking program. Uh, you have a program that you've been running for how many years? Uh, so four years. Four years. And in the four years, uh, what would you say number of participants that have you've you've seen go through the program that now are out there creating their own talks and and really um, getting out onto the TEDx stage? So yeah, that's that's a great question. I would say, I mean, because there's, it depends on you know what we talk about, whether we talk about you know how many people are on a TEDx stage versus how many people are uh, on different stages, how many people have uh, done a bunch of things like Goalcast or different other stuff. Uh, so it depends right. on what angle we go. But I would say that if I looked at the numbers, and this is me going just top of mind without actually looking at them, but I would say probably. 65 to 70% of the people in our program have done things directly related to the program that people will go, wow. So, I mean, that's, cool. you know, that's, because yeah, there's, very, like I say, it depends what you look at. Like, there's an event called the New Media Summit, and two of our students, I was just able to land spots as I, what they call icons of influence at this really big event. And this means that they're going to have 200 people uh, pitching them in the, uh, I guess, it comes up in September, so the next couple of months. So, you know, there's all kinds, and goal cast is another thing. So there's all kinds of wins, if you will. Amazing. So not only are you getting your voice out there, but you saw value in actually seeing that there were so many other voices that were waiting to be heard. And you're such a cheerleader for everyone. I, I, I love that about you. You have this true um, generosity of spirit that uh, I haven't seen in, in, in quite a long time to actually inspire others to want to not only be other people's cheerleaders, but also to, to see other people soar and really uh, leap 
forward with their message and to get their message out into the world. And and you really have such a uh, variety of individuals who come from all walk of life. So you're not limited to one specific area. You're really open to to playing with everyone. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's, I mean, it's certainly a passion of mine. And, you know, and the fact that I get to help impact other people and see their journey. And so I'm really grateful to those people because, you know, without them also taking action, none of that would happen. And so, you know, I'm blessed to get to do that, but it'd be hard for me to take uh, all the credit because there's, you know, obviously there's so much involved in a person having those successes and really taking action is where some people drop the ball, if you will. So uh, kudos to those people that I've been fortunate enough to draw into my life who are actually taking action on it as well. Right, right. And, and yes, I, I'm, I'm excited to, to, uh, to create more action. <laughs> Um, with with what I've been choosing with this program. And, and uh, you know, it's something, and I've noticed, uh, Corey has a Facebook group um, only for specifically people that are in the program where you can actually interact and support each other and get excited about what other people are creating. And I know that um, a couple of my friends are in that, and, and one of them is just, well, more than one, quite a few of them have... Uh, just been landing recent TEDx talks and and Corey's got a um I guess a contest coming up. So what if you just shared a little bit about first of all how people can find you and what you've got out there right now uh that you'd like to share that people can jump into and be a part of. So well thank you so much first of all Lisa and you know what I'm working on presently like what's sort of most current is that and I'm really passionate about is that we actually talking about the programs that we have we just officially opened the doors for signups right now uh well earlier this week and we usually open for about two weeks so it's it's really good timing if somebody's listening live uh because again we only open for a certain amount of time so that's really what's heavily going on is i'm in that process of trying to discover those new world-class changers that you know i can draw to myself that are going to end up becoming superstars inside the program going forward and so our programs, as you mentioned, the speaking program is really the kind of the parent program, if you will. And within that, we show people how to get paid to speak, which is a really challenge, challenging area for a lot of speakers. We teach them the speaking business so they can avoid a lot of the pitfalls I made, and then also teach them what the process looked like whenever you know I got myself on a TEDx stage and got other people on there. You know what that process looks like. So that's you know that's really where I'm spending a lot of my time these days. And so you know the best places to learn more about that is we have the speakingprogram.com so we were really lucky to get that domain so the speakingprogram.com or you can find me um, actually at that speakerguy.com and the one benefit of that place is if you go there then all my handles are there social media email all the stuff is located there so yeah those would be kind of the two places I would direct people if somebody's listening and saying I'd love to learn more about speaking on a stage I'd love to learn more about you know what the process looks like the land of tech talk that's you know that's where I'm really heavily focused right now Cool, cool. And, and don't forget, to everyone that's listening, all my listeners, to let them know that you heard this on my show <laughs> so that uh, Corey goes, hey, how did you hear about this? Uh, he can he can uh, g- just give me the old, hey, kudos, um, Lisa. Some of your listeners have, have uh, chosen to actually uh, take um, his uh, knowledge and learn from 
as Corey said, I mean, he's gone through the bumps and, and uh, the pitfalls of figuring out how to land not only a TEDx, but, but being paid to actually be a speaker out there. And, and there's a lot of speakers and many people aren't even probably aware of this, but there's many speakers that uh, speak for free and they don't actually um, get any uh, payment, whether it's um, for their travel or or even to um, stand and, and share their their bits of knowledge. And uh, so there's a lot of um, little intricacies and little ins and outs and um, different ways that uh, Corey has that she, he shared with us of how to actually um, just change change the energy around how you can connect with uh, different um, uh, event planners so that you can actually uh, have them interested in you. And there's so many different techniques and tools that I've just found to be true gems, real pearls of, of wisdom, Corey. <laughs> so I'm really well, grateful. I'm really grateful. No, and, and thank you, I mean, uh, for saying that. And, you know, like I said, it, it is truly, I can 100% say it is my true passion right now. So um, so I appreciate hearing that the little gems have been helpful. But you're right. Uh, the numbers are, you know, I want to, to your point, that there are speakers that are either getting, they're actually speaking for free, or this is the other part that shocks a lot of people, paying to get on stages and speak. And so I'm not trying to uh, disparage that, but I'm just saying I'm trying to change it so that more speakers get more speaking opportunities where they're actually getting paid both to do it and to get there. Yeah, yeah. And and by the way, for those of you that are doing that and getting yourself out on stage and or to an event and you're not getting paid, please don't look at that as a negative. I I cuz I've done this where I've gone and spoken at events and it's it's really your platform to practice and hone your skills. So all of that leads to uh really honing and, and getting your talk down so that when you are pulled to a much more uh, prestigious or professional event, that you're going to actually nail it. <laughs> Anything else you'd like to add to that, Corey? No, I, I well, one thing, you know, maybe one thing I will do, uh, Lisa, just as a kind of a, a favor to your audience as well, is maybe I'll I'll give um, your audience a free copy of my book of public speaking, a digital copy of it. And so for those listening who want to grab a copy of that book, which is not one of these you know short five page books or anything. I mean it's like a real deal book, uh, 100 and some pages, and just covered with insight. So if listeners want to grab a copy of that, it's pretty easy. It's, the book is called the Book of Public Speaking, but the easy part is the website is called thebookofpublicspeaking.com. So they can go, you know, wow. listeners can go there now and grab a free copy um, as I say this. Wow. Wow. Thank you, Corey. That is awesome. What a gift for everyone. Holy. So uh, everyone that is tuning in, uh, please note that you've just been gifted something that uh, I haven't even seen. So I'm excited <laughs> um, to also get a copy of that. And, and uh Wow. Okay, so moving forward here, uh, there are some things that were um, that really, for those that haven't had a chance to to get the book, there are some key things that I really noted here. 
that you talk about with regard to some success keys and you have six listed in your book. So one was practice the law of action. The second was expand your comfort zone. The third was learn the power of focus and being all in. And fourth, remember that applied knowledge is power. And fifth, choose your learning sources. And sixth, practice does make perfect. So first, let's just talk about the law of action. Yeah, 100% happy to. And in fact, as you know, I can't share a whole lot about this thing I'm working on, uh, Lisa, but you know I'm working on, I'll just say I'm working on a documentary that this right yes, now is in front of mind. But what I will say is that, and, and again, anybody listening that hears this, you know, when I, when I mention this, please know it's not me saying it was a negative, but just sharing my take on it. So the secret was the movie and, and the book came out and talked a lot about the law of attraction. And the one thing I felt from talking with people afterwards, and I heard a lot from people, is that they felt that after they watched it, they loved it. And, and this is why I say it's not a disparaging comment. It's actually said, I mean, it introduced so many people to manifestation and law of attraction and all those kind of things. But I also felt talking to a lot of people, they would tell me they, they, didn't, they didn't get the result they were hoping for. And so as I talked through it with people, I started realizing that it's because they didn't know the how. And, you know, whether, whether that was that they didn't fully take that from the movie or not, but they weren't given the action side. And so I give examples yeah. in the book, for instance, where I wanted to speak, share the bill with a speaker like a Deepak Chopra, you know, a, a high-level speaker. And I made a, a Deepak at the top of the list. And so I did a bunch of research, found out he was speaking one time that year with other speakers on the bill. It was close to where I lived. I reached out. They weren't looking or they were filled. But then uh, I said, well, keep my name on file in case. Somebody canceled. I ended up getting the booking and got to share the bill with him. But the point of all that is if I just practice attraction and try to visualize it, I'm pretty, it's pretty likely right. they wouldn't have reached out to me considering they were full and it was the only event he was doing that year. So I had to take some action. So the, the takeaway from that is if you practice the law of action plus attraction, you're going to have a lot more success than the people that just sit on the couch and visualize. Wow. Cool. I love that. I love that. And and uh, on that note, I have one of the listeners in the, in the chat room that's asking, who are some of your favorite speakers and why? So great question. I actually, part of what I just finished off with about the sitting on the couch, where that was sort of triggered by was I just did an interview with Lisa Nichols. And in the interview, love her. Lisa, love her. Yeah, she's fantastic. And she was in The Secret. And she commented that uh, she would, you know, one of the things she talked about after The Secret, she said that um, basically if you sit on the couch and just look at a vision board but don't do any work, all you're going to have at the end of the year is a lump in your couch. And so that's what, you know, <laughs> when I talked about the sofa, that's what made me think of. Uh, so Lisa herself is, is, is a speaker that I'm a major fan of. And, you know, part of the reason why is because she shares the rawness. She goes deep. She's willing to share the uh, warts, if you will, we, when we say sharing your warts and all. She's willing to go deeper than most speakers and share all of herself in hopes that it might help somebody else. And that's a rare quality. So that's you know, one of my favorite speakers. Another one is Zig Ziglar, who's since passed. Uh, but what I loved about Zig is not only did he have an amazing sense of humor and could he move an audience either to tears or laughter, but he loved with his whole heart. You know, he, And his son Tom told me about a talk he did where the reason that uh, psychologists told Zig that he was the biggest uh, speaker there is because he loved everybody with his whole heart. So those would be two that I would come at right away. 
as favorite speakers, and that's why. Wow, I love that. I love that. And and really, for I I also love Lisa Nichols and Zig Ziglar, and, and one of the things that inspired me about her, yes, is her willingness to be vulnerable. That truly does draw the audience in. And, and she speaks of her journey in such a raw way that um, we really do feel that we get, we have gotten to know her um, and, and her story. And, and it's sort of, it's sort of that for the, those listeners that are in the United States, we can call it the American dream for sure, (laughs) where they believe that, you know, you can start a business from a closet and she used to, one of the fun things that she used to do is pretend that she was calling on behalf of herself and book herself with people. Um, and uh, that was, to me, it was like, you can be your own marketer, you can be your own promoter, and basically do everything until you get yourself out there. And, and then just wherever you're at, for all of you listeners, don't feel that you have to have a massive team, a massive company to get yourself out there, that you can do it all. And I'm sure, Corey, you've you've been wearing the hat for many of those uh, positions. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, cool. So is there anything else that, uh, that you have found? I know that you have in your radio shows, you've interviewed over 5,000 people. If there was one, and this is this is a big question, but if there's one big takeaway for all the interviews that you've done, what would that be that people could look at today and inspire themselves to choose to share their voice with the world? Oh, yeah, that's, that's an interesting one because if I said there was one takeaway, because there's two sides, there's the takeaway from a personal level and a professional level, and then there's a takeaway in relation to being on the stage. So if I, okay. I would give both really quick and say on the stage, I would say become a lifelong learner, study at the feet of giants, watch the other top speakers, but at the same time, don't lose your voice in them. So don't become the you know the next uh, Lisa Nichols, become the first you. So I would say that would be on the stage, and if I said off the stage, understand the power of saying no to all the things that don't move the needle so that you can say yes to the few things that do. Could you just say that again? Understand. So say understand power. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. what I what I said is understand the power of saying no to all the things yeah. that won't move the needle. So they won't move the needle for you. So you can say yes to a few things that will move the needle. How beautiful is that? I love that. What a beautiful analogy. For those things well, that move the needle, so could you could you expand on that? Yeah, for sure. Well, this is this one. I used to share the top trait, which probably still is of uh, the highest achievers and habit or trait, if you want, uh, would basically be that they're uh, they're living their purpose, so they're living on purpose and they're living their passion. But for somebody listening that's already there, that doesn't give them anything to work with. Which, you know, maybe they tap into it or make sure they're spending more time doing it. So I started to move away and talk about. This, this new one, and not new one, but this habit that I've discovered that the high achievers practice as well, because I think people can start using this right away. And so what that looks like is most people, I've discovered, say yes to everything and then figure out how to do it. Uh, there's a Richard Branson quote that he said, say yes to everything you love and figure out how to do it later. 
And I love that, but the key thing people miss there is he's saying the things that you love, whereas well, I grew up in a small town was taught to say yes to everything. So I think a lot of people get hung up on not being able to say no to anybody. Yeah. But here's a major distinction, Lisa. In my interviews with the top achievers in the world, the top one percenters, who are, by the way, when I say this, it's not about money and material. These people are impacting more lives, or at least impacting a lot of lives, and doing good in the world. And one thing I noticed that they do really well is they either they, they know how to say no or they can say no to things that aren't working towards their mission, that aren't bringing them closer to their goal. And they, they actually know how to say no, and they know what to say no to, and they do it all the time. And if they're not good at saying no, they build a team around them that can say no for them. And so that's, this is a huge discovery for me. And so here's the follow-up to that when you ask me, well, how do I know what to say no to? Here's what I did, and I share this in the book that you're talking about, actually, is I wrote a personal mission statement or a purpose statement, whatever you want to call it, and what I do is I test everything against that when I'm deciding yes or no. So now I don't even have to test it against it. I just know intuitively. But for me, the mission for me, the mission statement is I want to be the guy who motivates, donates, inspires, entertains, and educates. And by knowing that's my five-point test, then when somebody says, hey, are you willing to do this, or hey, help me with this, I immediately can go, is it going to help me do most of those five? Is it three or four or five of those five? If it's not, it becomes an easy no without regret. And if it's four or five of those, it's probably an easy yes, uh, yes with no regret. So that's how I figure out what a no and a yes is, is I basically test it against what is my, what have I figured out my mission is and does it align with that? Wow. Wow. I love that. I love that. So really what you've um, in the book, it's, it's really you've mentioned is you just basically write out your name and your passion and your purpose um, which equals your significance or your impact uh, for whatever your mission is that you're choosing to share with the world. And so that might take a bit of time and a really good processing for people out there that are really desiring to to get their message out to the world. And, and I know for myself, I've shifted mine over the last year. I've written it out an umpteen number of times to really hone in what is it, what is my message, what is it that I'm truly um, sharing or what is the outcome, I guess, um, for what I'd like to share with the world and then um, really see what the impact can be for those that are are, are asking for this. And uh, so there's always someone out there Corey, isn't there, that has uh, something that has resonated with your story. And and one of the keys that I've taken away from in, in your program is really listening to creating, and I know you've talked about creating three talks in the program um, that, that you can really speak to that energetically get you really lit up, that, that you can do with your eyes closed. And, and it's truly taking what has occurred in your life and transferring that information with takeaways to people in the audience. And I'm simplifying it, I know, because there's a, there's a much deeper processing that goes on. But really having the audience just go, wow, that person's speaking to me. And they walk away in a better space than when they first arrived that day. Yeah, it's, I mean, a big part of that, and there's something that you, 
kind of hit on the head of, if you will, Lisa, which is the authenticity side of things. And when I say this, this is a big word now. It's kind of almost become a buzzword, so I kind of shy away from it yeah. a little bit. I try to shy away from uh, trendy things, and it's sort of a trendy thing now. But but the real meaning behind it to me is super powerful. And so I mentioned it earlier, try to become the first John Smith or Jane Smith. Don't become the second Lisa Nichols or Zig Ziglar. But the other side to what you said, there's a key thing there that people forget a lot of times is when people uh, start trying to be other speakers, what they then do, and, and this happens early with speakers, and I'm not saying it's wrong. Sometimes you have to be in the trenches. But what will happen is they'll actually start sharing stories that other speakers share, you know, that are maybe universal stories like the starfish story that a lot of people probably know or the story about the footprint. And they'll share these stories that do work. It's almost like a stand-up comic that goes to a joke that does work. It does work but it'll never have the impact on somebody else as your own story will. So when you said, you know, dig into what are you, is your story that you can share, I would say if somebody said to me, what's the biggest tip you could give somebody to become a better speaker, it's to realize what their voice is and what are their stories and flush those stories out and get those stories powerful. And then you don't have to worry about somebody saying you copied their stuff. You don't have to really think you copied another speaker. As long as it's truly your story and you, nobody can take that from you. So that would be a big uh, takeaway, in my opinion, is to use your voice. And you, you kind of alluded to that. So I just wanted to, uh, you know, jump in on Thank that Thank you. Well. Oh, no, I'm really grateful for that. And, and the, other, the other part for, for, that really um, spoke to me was in, in your book, and, and you talked about giving and receiving. And I, that has been one of the, the greatest things that I, I was so grateful to read that. <laughs> Honestly, because part of my um, purpose in life is to almost give more than people are, are just to give so much of um, in, in the universe of seeing what, what they can choose. I'm such a big cheerleader for people, and I always have been, and, and uh, I love to see people succeed in, in life. And for me, it's through spaces. I know that through people's spaces, we can actually shift and change uh, how people either create their better relationships, whether it's business or intimate relationships, and and actually shift where they're at today into getting their spaces to actually assist them to moving forward into where they ch are choosing to be. And it's not a vision board. It's not any of that. It's actually going in and, and doing the work and, and seeing uh, what people can shift and change. And for me, I've done that through the radio show, through classes around the world. And uh, so when you mentioned in the book about really, it's not about focusing on ourselves. It's really focusing on what we can uh, give to others. And if you want more love, give more, that was mentioned. And if you want more peace, give more peace. And, and if whatever it is that you are desiring more of in your life, give more of that and it will come back to you tenfold. Um, Corey, I'm just, anything that you would like to add to that before we, before we wrap up today? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I love that you shared that quote. And that was a quote that was shared during one of my interviews. If you want more love, give more love. And then I expanded on it and said, once I started looking at that, I realized it applies to anything. You know, it applies to yeah. good and bad. You know, if you want more hate, give more hate. But if you want more passion, give more passion. 
And so I realized it applied to anything. And then, uh, you know, that I really explored that and tried to apply that in my life. And then uh, it made me think of a Teal Twandle that she said, which is you can't hold somebody else's hand without your hand being held. You know, and so wow. it's, so to me, it's powerful to realize that, that, you know, we're part of this together. But I will add one thing about, you mentioned about the giving and receiving. And I will say a lot of times we, we think that it's harder for people to give than receive. And what's interesting to me is I found a lot of the change makers in the world have a harder time receiving. And I've struggled with this over the years. You know, somebody offers to connect me with a big name influencer for a project. And I'm like, oh, you know, don't worry about it. And I try to talk myself out of it because I feel bad asking or receiving. <laughs> and I, so that's been the harder area for me. It's easy for me to give. It's been harder for me to receive, but I've worked it and I'll continue to work that muscle. So I just wanted to add that in that somebody listening might think, well, I'm not good at receiving. Well, what I want to say is you're not alone, but it's worth the effort. And receiving can be just as valuable to you as giving. Wow. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and uh, so, Corey, if there's one quote that you would like to share that you use every day to motivate you, what would that be? That's easy. It's a Zig Ziglar quote, and I'm going to paraphrase it because I'm probably going to mess it up a little bit. Uh, but it's basically if uh, you can have anything in life if you want, if you will just help enough other people get what they want. Wow. Beautiful. Beautiful. Amazing. I am really grateful for you, Corey. And are you speaking at any talks uh, coming up here in the next little while that people can find you at? Uh, well, I have a public event coming up in, in Toronto in Canada, but it's, uh, it's uh, next week on Wednesday. So you have to kind of be listening from Toronto right now, probably do a tenth one. Uh, but that one's coming up. I'm doing another event in Edmonton. Uh, in the fall, I'm also doing more California in the fall, so more to come. Excellent, excellent. So everyone, I'm grateful for everyone that, that uh, came and listened today and know that uh, your voice is uh, definitely waiting to be heard. So thank you, Corey, for showing up today and being a part of the program. And I look forward to meeting you and your spaces somewhere out there in the world. Know that changing the world one space at a time is truly where we're at. Thank you Take for choosing to listen to the Infinite day. Energies Radio Show. Lisa Bennett will return next Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, 9 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Lisa loves to connect with her listeners. Email her at lisa at infiniteenergies.ca or find her Infinite Energies page on Facebook. We look forward to having you join us again to share.